Welcome and good morning. It is December 9th, 2023. You are listening to All Out Law. I'm your host, Attorney Kyle Wyatt of Wyatt Law & Associates and Freedom Traffic Law. Located at 2847 South Inger Mill Road, Unit C-101, Springfield Mo. Open Monday through Friday. Handling all of your family law and traffic law needs this holiday season. And we are joined in studio here with the uh, 137th uh, District Representative of the Missouri State House, Darren Chapel. Thank you for coming. Oh, it's my privilege. It's, I love listening to you, uh, hearing you. You are a, um, a, a wealth of knowledge. And, uh, and <laughs> you really are. I'm not just kissing your butt. You really need to get out more, clearly. <laughs> No, I, I really do. I, I appreciate everything you do. And I and I oh, contacted you. you some time ago because you and I are really of like mind a lot of, in, in a lot of the ways. You're a lot smarter than I am. But you you you, you attempted to pass something. You, you, you proposed a bill last session, mm-hmm. and I assume you're going to be doing it again. Yeah, I'll file it Monday. And it in, in had to deal with property tax. Most of you out there, uh, you have till what, December 31st mm-hmm. to pay your property tax, or you're going to get that penalty uh, the next month. And it'll just keep growing, accruing uh, each it's, month it's, thereafter. And, it, and, it, and it's 9% plus a 2% interest. So uh, the first month is 11%. Wow. I mean, they whack you. We shut down payday lenders for stuff like that, don't we? Users, yeah. usury laws. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it, it, so it, it it just it bothered me, and so I I I, I, I contacted uh, Mr. Chapel uh, because I didn't know. Uh, we have a Republican who's our county assessor, and I'm like, name me a political position where you can be a Republican slash conservative, and it's okay if you if you keep raising taxes and you don't lose your job. And, and, and you, you corrected me on it, that he's, he's, he's not, it's not his doing. He's not just sitting. No, by he's following the law. And it's the, he, he is bound by state law on every two years. It seems like, uh, mm-hmm. my house just gets to be worth a little bit more. Yeah. It never goes down. I, I, yeah. I never heard, I've never seen the assessor. You know what? You know, you kind of let this place kind of go down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Grass is not kept. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to lower your value. You know, it always goes up. It never goes down. Um, Can you imagine so, how everything would look if that worked, though? <laughs> Everybody would let their place go to trash. <laughs> On the outside, inside it'd be pristine, but Maculate. outside it'd be horrible. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's frustrating for a lot of folks. And, uh, and think there's people who are on, on fixed incomes and... Mm-hmm. You know, the, the economy is not great. The Biden economics uh, has not been a success for most people. And so you have those who are veterans, who are, who are retired, who uh, are on Social Security, whatever. And, 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 and they budget, and here it is, end of, the, end of the year, and their taxes are going up. Uh, their house hasn't changed. They may have bought their house 15, 20 years ago. Or and, 50. And, or 50. Yeah. And it's just – and so you're, you had you – had, uh, draft up legislation that stated that, look, you're not allowed, and this is to the assessors, right? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to increase the, the valuation of, of, of the homes or assess a higher value on the homes um, that the, we're going to, we're going to set the value of what it was purchased at. Yeah. I, I want to be clear. Brent Johnson, our, our assessor actually does a really good job and helped me in the wording of this legislation. So he's following the law. He doesn't have any, 
right. options. And and I think he does his best to make sure that his assessments are on the low side of what the law allows. The, the law says you have to be within a certain percentage of a number. And he, he always tries to get on the low side, I believe. So, but his hands are tied because of the laws. Well, then the law needs to change. So, um, my bill that I, I'll be introducing on Monday uh, just essentially says we know what the value of that property was on the day you bought it because that's the price at which it changed hands. You get all choked up about a tax. I get that way too. Um. One, of the, <laughs> one of these days, many years from now, my descendants will come to my gravesite, and the tombstones say, this guy choked to death on his own spit. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. You're all right. Crying out loud. So anyway, the, um, the price point at which you purchase the home, that is fair market value. That's what the house is worth. We know that's what the property, whatever it is, that's what it's worth. So my bill says... That's the assessed value because that's the value. But it does not change until you sell it to somebody else. And then that's the value. So that the reason why I think that's proper is because, first of all, we do not tax unrealized gains in this country in any other facet except for property taxes. Yeah, you think of stocks, you yeah. think of assets like that. Yeah, if you bought Bitcoin at $2.30 a piece, yeah. you know, mazel tov. But we don't tax you <laughs> on the differentiation. You saw that the Biden administration, what was it a year ago or two years ago, wanted to try to uh, tax unrealized oh, stock? Oh, that's been going on for 30 years. Has they've, that? they've been trying to do that. Uh, but we don't do that in this country. So at any rate, I think that's immoral. Um, I think property taxes at all are immoral. We fought a revolution over this, but it's the system. So um, as long as you own your property, your tax assessment does not alter. Now, the rate can change, but the only way that the rate can change, according to the Hancock Amendment, is in order for it to go up, is the uh, political entity, city, county, whatever, school district, they must go to the voters and ask permission. So this compels those entities to come to the voters and ask permission if they need more revenue, which enhances transparency, you know, and there'll be some districts, some areas where the voters say, yeah, clearly we need more revenue where we like what the school district is doing. We like what the city's doing. And so we want to support that effort. And then they have the option to say yes to a, to a tax proposal. Um, the way it is now, the rate will stay the same because they don't want to ask the voters, but then they come every two years to your property and they say, okay, your house is now worth my, my, my mother, for example, her house went up 13% in assessment this year. 13%. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as you pointed out, they never go backwards. So, um, that's a 13% increase in taxation that she has no say in whatsoever. And although I agree that the current law does not violate the letter of the Hancock Amendment, I do believe it violates the spirit of the Hancock Amendment 
because if the if the taxing authorities came to the people and said, hey, we'd like to increase your taxes by 13%, everybody would lose their ever-loving minds. So, but it's worse than that. That's just the part that people see. For most people who have not paid off their homes, their property taxes are in an escrow account and their mortgage will go up. Yeah. But they don't necessarily recognize that that is a tax increase. They just pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And they don't see it. It's not separated out. Uh, people get bent out of shape about personal property because you actually have to write a check at the end of the year. If you had to do that on your real property, you'd really blow a gasket because it's far more uh, bigger into the boat. It's a lot more money. Um, so uh, people don't see it. Furthermore... I see you have an iced coffee. You help pay for that entity's property taxes because it's a cost of doing business, so they pass it on as a, as a as a as a pass through amount. And so, you cannot spend a dollar in the state of Missouri and not be paying somebody's property taxes. So when they go up, you know, from a gallon of gas, a loaf of bread, whatever, when they go up, everything goes up. Yeah, and and so. It's, it's, it's not recognized. It's absolutely everywhere. And it increases based on the whim of the system. And although Brent Johnson does a good job for Green County, not all counties are so blessed. And you've got one individual essentially and their team deciding what your valuations are going to be and then we're going to tax you based on that opinion and yes you can appeal it but most people don't know that don't go through the problem and they don't recognize that they have a voice until you know it's it's entirely too late plus it's just arduous right and you don't know what the outcome could be oh you know what you're right after a second look yeah we were a little low yeah yeah exactly that's possible too (laughs) all right sorry we're both dying over here we gotta take a next break here at the uh 15th mark sorry you are listening to aol Welcome back. You are listening to All Out Law. We're joined in studio with Representative Darren Chapel, the 137th uh, Missouri State uh, House District. And so you you attempted this um, this bill earlier mm-hmm. this year, mm-hmm. right? The yep. your your first uh, your your first year as a state rep. Uh, you were elected uh, last uh, November in 22. And so where did it get to in, in, the, in the state house? Got all the way to the end. Uh, I could have pulled it to the floor. I could have, the majority floor leader, uh, John Patterson, who will be our next speaker, um, was willing to call it to the floor. The difficulty was I'd been jerked around by the process for the whole session. So this was the last I don't know, week, week and a half of session. And there's no way it's going to go through the Senate. Ever? <coughs> In that amount of time. Oh, okay. <coughs> did that have anything to do with you being like, I mean, this is your first year, you're, you're a, a freshman first year. Did that have uh, anything to do with the, the, the slowness of, of the bill going through? Could have. It was also the fact that there were a lot of people that just don't like change. Okay. There, we'll get uh, we'll get back to that. Uh, let's go to uh, Corbin from Springfield. Corbin, what do you know? Uh, well, 
you, you know, you're talking about uh, Bidenomics working because of the the jobs numbers and everything else here yesterday. Um, they said 199,000 jobs were actually created. Uh, you do the breakdown in the numbers, uh, almost 700,000 of those jobs were in government. So they, you know, the government just got bigger here last month by what, almost 700,000 folks. And, uh, you, you all seem to be wanting to talk about taxes. Well, it, it seems like we had a certain individual had a little tax problem here, uh, just a couple of days ago. And I'm just, you know, that there, you know, well, we spent money on hookers and crack and, and, uh, and uh, oh, tuition and things like that. They 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 went down the whole list. I'm just kind of curious. What what did he do for the money? What what service did he do? I mean, I mean, Kyle, do you and your partners get together and you call up clients and say, "Hey, I'm sitting here with my partners, and you all better give me some damn money, or things are going to get really really bad for you." Right. I mean, I mean, is is, is that how you all do business? I, I mean, I, I don't know if you all actually. <laughs> Go to court or what? But that's kind you of know. exactly what lawyers do, isn't it? I mean, they pay up or things are going to get bad for you. That's kind of the that's the model, isn't it? I love to stay in this case, but you know. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I'm I'm just I'm just kind of curious. I mean, hell, I want to get into this law game if that's the case. Now, I don't really have a degree in it, but I mean, look at Hunter. Uh, he's got a degree that's worked out so well for him at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I. I, I, I'm just, you know, kind, kind of curious on this. And, uh, you know, let, let, let's get into personal property taxes and things like that. Okay, yeah, you guys really picked a sucky time of the year to want to collect taxes, okay? Yeah. Number one. Number two, the, the thing I'm looking at is I'm paying personal property taxes, and I'm looking at our, our school board, which that part of my personal property taxes actually go to and those people's values do not represent mine at all what i would love to see and and i know that there's a lot of people that scream like stuck pigs on this is that you know why don't we go to a system where okay uh, we, we put the money in some student's uh, account and the, that money follows the student yeah. because i mean look Springfield Public Schools, they can screw up all day long, and they're going to get the same amount of money no matter what. And I'm sorry. That's just absolutely wrong. I mean, it's like government. Oh, oh hell, did I say that out loud? I, I didn't really mean to do that, of course. But, uh, you know, but, but, you know look, look, at the, look at what we got going on right now. Our government is screwing up left and right. And they're still going to make money. They're, they're still getting paid at the end of the day. Same way with the school board. It, it, to me, if we went to a voucher system, I'm telling you, you'd see that school board change overnight. It's, I mean, let me, here's a good example. Look at Disney. They've gone woke, and they are losing money left and right. Eventually, what you will see is the market take, take charge, and they're going to have to change because you can't lose money all the time. You, you go broke, unless you're the government. You, that, that's not an issue right there for them. Right. But 
you know, to me, there, there, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a better way. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, we got uh, Greg from Rogersville on the line. Greg, what do you know? Not much. How you doing, fellas? Hey. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that I think once you really, uh, reach retirement age, I don't think you should have to pay property tax. I think that'd be good for especially all the, most of those people are on uh, Social Security and they don't, like you said, your mom, you know, they don't need it. They're on fixed incomes. They can't afford to have these tax hikes. But I'm going to give you an example. I lived in Springfield a few years ago. And in my neighborhood, me and my neighbor was talking. He lived across the street. He's a friend of mine. We we're talking about taxes. I was paying $400 more a year on my taxes. His lot was bigger. His house was two-story. It was like 700 square feet bigger. Much nicer house. So I phoned in to the tax clerk, and I said, can you explain to me why? I said, I don't mind paying my taxes, but why this person's paying this amount and I'm paying this amount? And they did lower it a little bit. And, of course, two years later, they raised it right back up. <laughs> and, then, and then I watched somebody. This What I'm getting at is so bloated. No telling how many of those situations are in the system because, like you said, most people don't care. They just It's built into their uh, escrow, and they just pay it, and they don't get involved. And there's probably thousands of examples of that where the people are overpaying and not paying. The system's just like anything in government a mess. And then... I watched the neighbor of mine buy a house across the street when I lived in Springfield, fixed it up to flip it. They sold it to a young couple. The same day that they closed on it, the tax assessor, they, they were like vultures. They showed up and they were snapping pictures. And I'm thinking, well, they're going to have a rude awakening when they get their tax bill next year. Because, you know, they, they a lot of people don't realize when they buy a house, like I told my daughter when she bought her first house, that's not going to be your payment. Your insurance is going to go up if you got escrow and if you got taxes. Don't count on that being your payment. you got to realize that your payment's going to go up. But anyway, that's, that's all I had. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Great. Thanks for listening. Hey, uh, we got uh, one more caller for the bottom of the hour. Steve McCoskey. Steve, what say you? Hey, Kyle. Good thank morning. you for having me on. I, Absolutely. I just listened to a little bit of that comment on uh, Springfield Board of Education and raising the taxes. And I just have to say that I agree to some extent, but it is my job and my duty as a member of the Board of Education, and I think all of our board members do this, is to try to make the best use out of our taxes. Now, with that said, certainly, everywhere and anywhere that you go, those taxes can't be utilized better especially when it comes to academic performance of our children. And uh, I am definitely an advocate of lowering our budget and increasing our opportunity in curricula in order to help enhance or improve the achievement of all the students of Springfield Public Schools. So I just wanted to chime in on that and just kind of tell you that I have an opinion on that as a member of the Board of Education. I do agree to some extent, but... Uh, it is all about uh, having successful students to become productive members of society, and we have not uh, done as well as I think that we should be doing in increasing that uh, knowledge of all of our students within the school system. Thank you for having uh, me on. Appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. We got one more. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Benny from Stratford. Benny, how you, what say you? Uh, doing good, thank you. I wanted to mention to be careful about uh, getting rid of property taxes 
I agree with it. However, the states that don't have property tax have higher taxes on food and other products. For example, a 12-pack of Milwaukee's Best here in Springfield, when I moved to Texas, cost $9. So, yes, I agree we need to get rid of property taxes because once you buy it, it should be yours. However, we need to make sure that taxes don't go up on other goods because we got rid of property taxes. Does that make sense? Yeah, you got to get the money somewhere. Thank you. I appreciate it, Benny. Yeah, you know, I mean, if I could wave a magic wand, and this is the way it is, uh, I I would would advocate for a Missouri version of the fair tax, which is a consumption tax, a sales tax. Um, And what you do is you have a prebate that you send families, you know, $250 a month, and that covers the expense that you're going to incur on basic necessities, you know, so if you make $30,000 a year or less, you don't you don't really pay taxes right? because the prebate offsets that. And if you make a lot of money, uh, you don't pay taxes on the first 30000 because the prebate offsets that. I think consumption taxation is by far more defensible in, in taxation as a theory because you choose how much tax you want to pay. So, you know, whereas I'm buying, you know, Kraft Mac and cheese, I'm going to pay a small amount of taxation. Whereas Kyle, when you get your private jet, you, you, uh, you go pay a lot more and everybody chooses their level of taxation based on their consumption. Furthermore, as a general rule, you tax what you want to hinder and we tax income yeah. and property ownership, which is success. We we tax success as opposed to taxing waste. And so if people paid higher taxes on what they spent, they might think a little bit before they spent it. But even if you're paying more money for, as the example, Milwaukee's Best, which, you know, <laughs> is not my, not my thing. Not your first go-to. It's not my thing. <laughs> Uh, uh, but if you, if you're paying more taxes on that and that's offensive and I agree, right. But imagine getting your entire paycheck. Yeah. There isn't any income tax taken out. You're not from the state. Yeah. You're not. Well, and if we could do it nationally, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, and you're not paying, you're not paying property taxes. You're not paying property taxes on a vehicle that you bought and paid sales tax on in the beginning. Yeah. So your income is taxed, what you purchase is taxed, and then we're going to tax you every year for the privilege of buying what you bought with money that we already taxed you on when we taxed you at the sale point. And all this taxation that combines and compounds, um, I, I read a while back that the the average American doesn't realize, but when you add all of the taxation entities, which are well over 100,000 in the United States, there are over 100,000 governments in the United States, and each one of them receives revenue through some form of taxation. When you add all of the things that you interact with in society and all the taxes you pay, you're actually paying about 60 cents out of every dollar you earn. So you earn a dollar and you get to keep 40 cents of it and some form of government takes the other 60 and we don't even recognize it. We don't see it. We don't pay any attention 
Um, and that's just the way it is. If it were on the receipt at the grocery store and you saw that you were paying 60 cents out of every dollar, we'd, we would throw a lot of tea in the harbor like our ancestors did. Yeah. Hey, we got to take our next break here at the bottom of the hour. You are listening to All That Law. You got any questions, comments, feel free to give us a call here in the studio, 447-5743. Welcome back. You are listening to All Out Law. I'm attorney Kyle Wyatt, and we have with us a, uh, a state house representative of the 137th District, uh, Darren Chapel, with us. And we have a, a new caller here, Teresa from Douglas County. Teresa. I just wanted to jump in on the tax assessment thing. Yes. For like seven years, I was double charged. They charged me for double on my taxes and when i went in and got it straightened out there will be no refunds are you serious wow serious my my uh, yeah yeah i i know somebody who noticed that one of their vehicles was left off their tax assessment and uh good citizen called in and said hey you left my uh left my vehicle off tax assessment and she was put on hold and and took some time and uh the 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 employee at the at the courthouse said uh well i'm just trying to make sure this isn't our fault he said no say hey you know you want this money or don't you you know i mean who cares at that point who cares whose fault it is you know i think a lot of people care about taxes i mean we fought a revolution over this we sure did i mean you know it's a big deal you know, only this time we're getting representation, but are we getting the right kind of representation? Um, that's a whole nother show. I, 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 I've told you before, I've told everybody, the one thing that shocked me when I went to the House was not the proceduralism, it was not the political drama, it's not the partisanship, it's the number of people who have no idea what in the world they're talking about, and yet they still talk. That, that, that legitimately shocked that's me. That's a floor you, you know. It did. These people are in charge. It, it absolutely did. It's people in charge, and they've been running stuff. Look, brother, I, I was told. It was almost like being back in the Army is what it was. It was, oh, almost, it was almost like that. There's a flashback. Yeah, we, yeah. Have a, we have a lieutenant who may not be young yeah. right there. Yeah, butter bar. Get out of here. We had one. He was, his daddy was a colonel, and that's oh, the way oh, he got his job. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. He couldn't pass a tape test. I don't know how he got in there, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you made me lose my. De- oh, I was talking to so I was talking to a, a, a doctor the other day, and uh, and uh, and I go, well, you know, oh yeah, because we're we're worrying about like, we're doing a parenting plan, and uh, and and they just the, the the dad didn't want her to make all the decisions on it, even though she's the physician, mm-hmm. and I go, well, just you know, we'll put in there that the treating physicians, you know, in case you guys can't agree, we'll we'll follow the uh, treating physicians' uh, decision. She goes, well. I don't know how I feel good about that because I know some of these doctors, they're dumb as dirt. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's true because even in my profession, I know there's attorneys that I wouldn't have them represent my dog if I had one. Um, yeah. and, and so, yeah, there's people who can just pass a test and, you know, you get your license. But doesn't mean that they're they're good at what they're doing and you can have people who can win an election. Because they had four cousins more than the other guy did. Yeah. You know, and. It, it's fine. I mean, it is fine. And and there are a lot of really good people in the house. There, there are. Right. And smart people who have 
expertise in areas. You said we have 167? 163. 163 representatives. Yeah. We can only afford how many of them to be dumb, though. Well, (laughs) the good news is they get drowned out. Right. Mostly. Hey, we got another caller, Bill, from Springfield on the line. Bill, welcome. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. On the tax situation, on the school portion that, that is assessed to us, I think there's a real challenge in how uh, uh, how uh, pensions are handled. With the school district, the teacher has a right to a pension and earns a pension. And when they elect that, they have the option to uh, elect a survivor benefit. You know, so when they pass, their spouse has uh, a reduced amount, but still a pension, money to live on. The challenge with that is, is they can assign that survivor benefit to their youngest child that could be 35, 40 years younger than them. So essentially for 30 or 40 years of work, the system pays, can pay up to a 70 years worth of pension out. And I think that's abuse. There's no other system that allows for that survivor benefit to be passed on to that youngest child. And I think it needs to be looked at. Well, I think that- that, that is going on. I think that should be something to looked at. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't seem quite right. That's not an area that I'm familiar with. Right? Well, I not 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 to that degree. Yeah, but that would seem to be well, abusive. And this is why we have. Look, I, I can go online right now, and I can I know that if I call five seven three seven five one thirty eight nineteen, I'm going to reach Representative Chapel in some fashion. And if I have a concern, I can I can make a call or I can send an email or Hell, I could even drive to the Capitol during session and 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 have a meeting, you know, with with representatives. Um, and I and I think that's a lot of times we don't know there's a problem until someone kind of points things out to us. Oh, because we can't be the master of all things. This this property tax bill that I'm introducing, the the core impetus of that came from a guy uh, in my district. I was knocking doors, and he said, "Why don't we do it like this?" <laughs> I mean, hundred percent. It's like a good idea. It sounds like a really good idea. I've flushed it out since then, and you know, but but it, the impetus was what he said, and I'm, I'm, you know, I mean, that's that that makes all the sense in the world. We, it is impossible for me or anybody else to be an adequate representative if you don't hear from your constituents. Not not just for things that are problematic, but for ideas. And I don't mean I'm not asking for this, right? But the occasional attaboy doesn't hurt either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because we all get painted with the same broad brush of government politician. is horrible right. and a politician. And I, 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 I don't want to be a politician. I want to be a statesman. Right. And that's there's a distinction in my mind anyway. But. I'm not asking for that, but I'm just saying, as we, myself included, when we talk to our elected officials at the local, state, and national levels, it it doesn't hurt when something is done well to say, hey, I really appreciate that, you know, Uh, because the negative, I promise you, is fluid. That never stops. We got about three minutes for till the next break. Can you can you describe? I heard you yesterday talk about the, the 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 path of a bill. And how it's designed, in, in a lot of ways, or fashioned to maybe die. It is. Uh, can you give a, a brief description of, like, even talking about your bill? Yeah. Well, so so how it works is, um, 
legislator has an idea, uh, goes to legal research, says this is what I want to accomplish. Legal research writes up a bill. Legislator approves the wording of the bill, and then it's filed. Uh, we call it a greenback. And uh, so once, once you have a greenback version that goes to the speaker's desk, the speaker then must assign that bill to a committee. The Constitution requires that all bills are assigned to committee by the speaker. However, there's no time limit. So a huge number of the bills that are filed won't be assigned a committee until the very last day of session, specifically to kill that bill. Wow. And the speaker is the only person out of 7 billion people on the planet, the speaker is the only person who makes that determination on your bill. Once it is assigned to a committee, the committee chair now has all the power and the committee chair may or may not give you a hearing. And if you have a hearing, the speaker or the chair may or may not call for a vote you have an executive session and have a vote you can your bill can die at any of these choke points once it's out of committee assuming it does indeed pass it goes back to the speaker's desk where he can keep it forever and nothing happens or he then assigns it to a rules committee and the process starts over there and the rules chair can kill it can he have a hearing? Can he have a vote or not? Once it goes out of the rules uh, committee, it goes on the calendar, and then the majority floor leader has all the power to call the bill to the floor or not, and it doesn't. Nothing has to happen, and if it's called to the floor, then there's debate, and then it can be modified, it can be corrupted, it can be twisted so that it doesn't look anything like your bill originally. It's overrun by trash that you feel compelled to even vote no on your own bill. That's possible. And then once it gets through the House, assuming it passes with a majority vote, it then goes over to the Senate and it starts all over again, the same process on the Senate side. It has to be referred to a committee. It has to go through. It has to go all that. And then once the Senate passes, assuming they pass a similar version, we get together and in conference and we have to say, okay, we have to agree on the exact wording so that the Senate version, the House version must be identical. If it passes in that identical version in both chambers, then and only then does it go to the governor who may veto it or ignore it. And so it's hard to have a law, but it ought to be. Right. People don't understand. Well, I mean, they understand, but we don't often articulate it. The power of government is force. It is the power of the state to come to your private residence with force of weaponry and bodies and authority of law. And we're going to take from you your property, your liberty, in some instances, even your life, if you don't comport with societal standards that are codified in the law. In changing that, it ought to be extraordinarily difficult. The theory is that if we make it hard enough, then only the best ideas will become law. That's corrupted because people are people and you kind of like your friends. And so you support their efforts, even though it's dumb. And, you know, I, I got called up to the dais one time and, and I was told, hey, listen, need you to be a little bit more of a team player. And I said, well, 
with all due respect, I was being a team player when I didn't stand up and say how stupid this is. <laughs> all right, we got to take our last break of the hour. You are listening to Outlaw. You have any last minute questions, comments, even some snide remarks? Give us a call here in the studio at four four seven. Well, you did get an attaboy on our Facebook uh, oh. uh, page, All Out Law. Uh, the Mr. Morris is attaboy, Darren. So. Oh well, that's very kind. I <laughs> I really wasn't talking about me. I mean, it's, it's, but I I mean, like Eric Burleson, you know, we need to let him know we appreciate him. Absolutely, um, Eric Schmidt. We need to let him know we appreciate him, and and those individuals that are are actively pursuing the cause of liberty and trying to make our lives less encumbered by runaway tyrannical governmental goofballs that that's an honorable thing and it's extraordinarily difficult to do and when when we see people putting forth the effort and especially when they're successful because those successes are few and far between we we really need to let them know we appreciate them because it it gets it gets depressing when you're up there surrounded by dumb yeah it gets depressing. And sometimes you just go, why am I doing this? I'm retired. I don't have to have the money. <laughs> I hear the fish are biting, you know. Right. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, you're right by the river. You can just hop out back, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you were talking, uh, Josh Hawley is another. I was watching a, uh, a, a reel of him, I guess, earlier this week. He was doing a hearing. Uh the guy knows how to question folks. He knows how to interrogate, and I, and I think he does. A, I think he does a really good He's job. An attorney, yeah. God yeah. bless attorneys. Always great. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, uh, talk, you know, this has been a, a, a tax day, and and it is. It's a, people care. I mean, you work well, yeah. hard for your money, and God, we know our, the government's not the best uh, as far as uh, spending it wisely. You know. I think what bothers me the most about the taxation systems that we have, and I say systems plural because that's what they are, I see taxes as a necessary evil in the true sense of that term. You must have a certain amount of revenue to a government for the government to be able to function, but the government should be so limited that not only does it not infringe upon the liberties of the, of the governed, but it also doesn't cost very much. And, and the idea that government by its very existence demands more and more revenue because it's the government is morally bankrupt. That, I find that offensive on so many levels. I've My entire career as city manager, I never once had a budget in the red and I never once advocated for an increase in taxes ever uh, or fees. I just I never did that. Um, and when I, uh, when I went to the house, I cut the budget this past year by 93 million and that's a drop in the bucket, but two things to remember. First of all, like I've said so many times, it is 2,466 years worth of my salary. So I'm paid up for a little bit. <laughs> uh, you earned your keep, but it's also because of the scope of scale. That's more money than any individual representative has ever cut from the budget in the history of the state. Since 1821, nobody has ever done that much before. And I did it. How sad is that? Yeah. And I did it as a first-term freshman, first-session freshman. Imagine what's going to happen in the next six years. Uh, Lord willing, we are going to 
we're going to find more and more opportunity. If I can, not me, but I'm just saying generic, if I could run a government on $10 billion, then I should not seek to gain $11 billion in taxation. And if you can run a government with 500,000 employees, you shouldn't have 600,000. You know, right. the, 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 the idea that we, we have placeholders in our budget that say, well, we might someday expand. So we're going to go ahead and get it now and hold it in place. And we're going to collect revenue because someday we may fill this position. That is wrong thinking. We sh- it, the government is not an employment agency. I think what frustrates a lot of people is that we are now the state of Missouri is 100% controlled or at least in, in, in office of Republicans. Kind of, yeah. I mean, they have the R next to their name on the ballots. No, I don't mean it that way. The, 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 the function of term limits, among oh, other things, right. elected officials are not necessarily the ones who are in charge. I, it's been a beef of mine on this show for, for a little bit. I've been, I've been beating a drum on it that it's, it, it's frustrating for a lot of folks is that we will see policies coming out of, of, of different departments, state departments here in, in, in the state of Missouri. And, and they are contrary to what most of us believe are uh, appropriate. You know, yeah. and, and again, the one I focus on a lot too is on education. Sure. DESE. Uh, they come out with these, these policies. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it's like, well, we're just not in power, I guess. We, just, we have no authority to stop them. And I know that's not how it's designed. It's not how it's intended. I, I would argue it probably is how it's designed. I mean, look at your uh, arena. In in the in the in the court system, every case should end in the truth being discovered and the right thing being done. But how often does that actually occur? Right. Right. I mean, <laughs> so, hey, guys, I did it. I shut a lawyer up. How about that? <laughs> For a whole, like, 30 seconds. He's speechless. Uh, you know, so, I mean, intention and, and, and the best of intentions being what they are, but the, des- the design is, is somewhat different because um, those policies – are, are you know so you have the elect you have the executive branch and the legislative branch and the judicial branch and we're co-equal branches of government that don't always agree well so desi for an example is the executive branch and they have policies i can't stop them from those policies without passing a law which is extraordinarily difficult and if i pass a law against crt guess what they they call it dei now and none of the laws apply because this isn't crt this is dei or sel or, or some other because uh, it is executive acronym. though does the governor could he he could he could he, could he direct them as as the top executive said look you're not doing that he could he could uh require that they yield or be replaced i suppose uh now whether smile. uh the uh but I, as a legislator, have no, and I'm one of 163 in one house of a two-house system. So, so there's that. But here's the deal. If I'm controlling the budget, I don't care how dumb your policies are. If you don't have enough money to implement them, what difference does it make? If we can start doing that, that's been the complaint about in D.C. Wow, it's almost like somebody ought to be in charge of the budget who has enough backbone to actually put a stop to this stupid stuff. 
When is that? Did I, did I mention that I, I got put on the budget committee this past week? Did you really? I did. I've campaigned for it for a year, and I got it done. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a step. Yes, sir. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, what do you? What's your? Uh, what's your predictions for this coming session? Not much. <laughs> I, I'm serious. It's an. You're elect- a glass half full kind of guy. No, I just I'm. You know, we we got an election year. Uh, too many people in the House are running for Senate or statewide office. Too many people in the Senate are running for the statewide offices. Uh, we have cameras in chamber to record our uh, debate, and they'll look right at that dumb thing and start a campaign speech right in the middle of debate, and they cut out clips to use in their ads. Uh, they're more concerned about how they're perceived uh, in the polls than they are about doing the right thing. Um, They get snippy with each other. They try to win on points, and so they'll shut something down because the other guy had a good idea. I can't have that. You know, it's just stupid stuff. Um, Combined with the fact that, you know, we've got got issues. The Senate has been, uh, this past and for the last couple of years, has been fairly dysfunctional because of personality of certain individuals. Um, And, you know, I... I think that um, this past session, the House passed all the way through the governor's signature seven bills. We had thousands that were right filed. We had seven bills, so not much. That's okay. It's a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I've said that before. Uh, it'd be nice for politicians to go up there in D.C. and just not pass anything. You know, when I was <clears throat> when I was knocking doors, people say, "Well, what do you? What, as one person, what do you think you can do?" And I said, "Well." My main goal, first of all, is I'd like to stop the stupid as much as possible. I'm okay with that. That's right. Yeah. Darren, I really appreciate you coming yeah. on the show. It's my really privilege. Do. Thanks, You make Kyle. it so much better. Guys, hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy the good weather out there. Until next time, stay tuned.